Hey, my name's Otis Gray, host of The Daily Book Club, a daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time, or just relax to a good book, listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club. Tune into the Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to the Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in the Daily Book Club. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. The scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... School shootings have become such commonplace in today's history. Children are taught what to do when an active shooter enters their school, and teachers are equipped with plans to protect the students in their classrooms. But there was a time when a school shooting still sent shockwaves through a nation. A time where it caught people off guard and made them wonder what their children may be going through. On December 2nd, 1998, a student was sentenced for the first and only school shooting to take place in Alaska. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. The morning of February 19th, 1997 started out like it always did at Bethel Regional High School in Bethel, Alaska. Kids filed into the building from their respective buses, teachers readied their lesson plans for their classes, and school officials walked the hallways making sure each of the smiling faces were ready for a day's worth of learning. No one had any clue that, as they passed 16-year-old Evan Ramsey in the hallway, he was heavy with the personal armory he had strapped to his body. As Evan approached the student common area, he leveled his Mossberg 512-gauge shotgun and sent a shell right through the abdomen of 15-year-old Josh Palacios. As Josh lay on the floor clinging to life, Evan shot and injured two more students without an ounce of remorse. Just as everyone started to panic, Rain Athanas, the school's art teacher, entered the area having heard the deafening sounds of gunshots where she tried, without success, to convince the teenager to surrender. At some point, her eyes zeroed in on Josh, who was fighting for his life. He looked up at her and asked, why did he do that, before his shooter took off running down the hallway. Ignoring her pleas, Evan then went to the main lobby where he shot and killed Ron Edwards, the school's principal, a former Marine, and a Vietnam veteran who had just come out of his office to check on the student who lay bleeding on the floor of his school. As pandemonium continued to ensue behind the closed doors of the school, with students huddled together in fear and one teacher pulling the fire alarm to ward off anyone else who arrived, the police pulled into the parking lot unsure of what their first step needed to be. You see, Evan Ramsey's shooting was the first school shooting that ever took place in the state of Alaska. And as of this moment, it remains the only school shooting to take place. Inside, Evan considered handing over his gun to the art teacher, noting how she was always kind to him in her classroom. Catching sight of another teacher, Evan became skittish and started to run up the stairs and towards the school library. 
There, he was greeted by the Bethel police. He attempted to shoot towards the police, but misfired each time. The police who shot back at him knew they needed to end his reign of terror before any more students were caught in his crosshairs. According to some reports, Evan cried out, I don't want to die, and threw the gun towards the police, surrendering and allowing the arrest. According to others, Evan placed the barrel of the gun under his chin, but after repeating the phrase, I don't want to die, over and over, surrendered without any further incident. Regardless of how he ended up in custody, Evan was now at the hands of the local authorities, having injured two students, killed his principal instantly, and after an emergency surgery failed to save his life, was responsible for the death of Josh Palacios, a beloved 15-year-old star basketball player. He did all of this over the course of just 15 minutes. With the community reeling and everyone desperate to know why, a look into Evan's past painted a story that, for some, gave motive for his murderous rampage. Evan Ramsey, born February 8, 1981, was just five years old when his father engaged in a police standoff that sent him off to prison, leaving him in the sole care of his mother, who quickly spiraled into alcoholism. Soon, a house fire forced them to relocate to Anchorage, and when Evan was just seven years old, the Department of Youth and Family Services moved him and his two brothers from his mother's care and placed them into foster care. They were soon separated, and Evan spent the next three years in and out of 11 different foster homes. Homes where, according to the stories, he and his younger brother were abused by several of their caretakers, with one in particular paying their other children to beat up Evan for their amusement, and another beating them with a bungee cord. Evan, along with his younger brother, were finally adopted when Evan was 10 years old, and the pair settled in Bethel with their legal guardian, single mother, and school superintendent, Sue Hare. What should have been a joyous turn of events in Evan's life was plagued by the result of his childhood trauma, as well as the new trauma he experienced at the hands of schoolyard bullying. Evan, who was already suffering from depression and had made his first attempt on his own life when he was just 10 years old, walked into his new school and was almost immediately inundated with harassment, hurtful nicknames, relentless teasing, and total rejection. And if that wasn't enough in the way of turmoil, just a week before his rampage, not only did his older brother, the one he had been separated from in the foster care system, get arrested for armed robbery, but his father, whose notorious standoff at the Anchorage Times made him the subject of much gossip, was finally released on parole several weeks before the attack. The bullying kept intensifying, Evan stopped reporting it, and he continued to descend into his darkness. His life had been nothing but turmoil, but as Sue would later say, Evan was a shy, gentle boy who she believed couldn't have meant to hurt anyone. Though Josh was not one of Evan's tormentors, it is believed that his incessant bullying, as well as a recent breakup, became his final trigger. Rain Athanas, who was in her last year of teaching, had her life spared because she was one of the only teachers to show interest in Evan and his life. In fact, after showing some odd behavior just before the attack, she voiced her concerns to the school's counselor and urged them to talk to Evan. No one came forward and the report was, for the most part, ignored. Feeling as though he had no way out of his tormented life, Evan took Sue's late husband's shotgun, took it to school, and fired it for the first time at Josh Palacios. 
According to the later reports, a few students knew something big was going to happen at the school that day, with some camping out on the second floor balcony so they could get a bird's eye view of whatever was about to go down. Two other boys were later charged as accomplices in the juvenile courts, one for showing Evan how to use the gun, but both accounts were eventually thrown out, meaning Evan Ramsey was going to be the sole charge in this case. After arguing whether to charge him as a juvenile or an adult, Evan Ramsey was brought to an adult courtroom and charged with two counts of murder. During the trial, two notes that Evan wrote prior to the shooting were brought in for the jury to examine. One stated, I have thought to myself, what kind of damage can a 12-gauge slug do to a human's internal organs or their head? Well, today I found out, and so did everyone else that is in school while the other singled out Ron Edwards saying, I was told this was his last year, but I know it will be his last year. The letters, along with the statements from other students, showed a level of premeditation that the courts could not ignore. On December 2nd, 1998, Evan Ramsey was found guilty on two counts of first-degree murder, three counts of first-degree attempted murder, and 15 counts of third-degree assault. The judge sentenced him to 210 years in prison, which would later be reduced to 99 years on an appeal. He will be eligible for parole in 2066 when he is 85 years old. The bus company, Golden Eagle Unlimited, where Evan rode all the way to school with a shotgun in his pant legs, was later sued by the victim's families. The case was settled and they were awarded $1.1 million. Later, after being placed in prison, Evan gave a number of interviews to explain his side of the story. He would go on to say he wished he had been more honest with Sue Hare about the way he was feeling, about how bad things were at school, how angry he was feeling, and how overwhelming his turbulent life had become. He said his initial plan was to bring the gun to school and, while holding a captive audience, pace and rant about all the anger and feelings he had towards his classmates. He claimed he never expected people to flee at the sight of the gun and had fired his first shot simply to get their attention. His plan was to let out his indiscretions and then end his young life. Instead, he killed a 15-year-old boy and the principal who he seemed to blame for some of his anger. He ended one of his interviews with some advice for parents to pay closer attention to their kids, follow up, and help when you can. As for the kids, he said to speak up, tell someone that just because they were being made fun of didn't mean that they were disliked or hated, saying, quote, that might have allowed my outlook on things to change slightly. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to what terrible thing happened on December 3rd. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.